0: Ladies and gents, what's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we are out here in the finest of vestments, you know, suited out, you know what I'm saying? Black tie affair, out here chilling, you know what I'm saying? Getting ready because it's that time, you know, that CP time. Time <laughs> for the Reg and Stoney, Stoney and Reggie's. That's right. I know everybody's going all nuts about the Golden Globes, blah, blah, blah. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck. All about the most prestigious awards in music. I'm talking about this shit is like the MacArthur Award. You know what I'm saying? This is this is high tier, high class. This is this, these are the awards that really matter, people. Since the 2003 MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. So we we are celebrating the best of 2023 and 2024. Because we got that C P time. Yes. But you know. it's able
0: we're we're able to sit here, we, we had we had lots of accountants, you know, a lot of CPs back there working on it, you know, trying to figure out all the math. And we wanted to make sure that there would not be a recount. We wanted to make sure there wouldn't be any of those democratic shenanigans. I feel like I'm on Fox News now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bro, where are you going with this man? <laughs> Our freedoms. Our freedoms.
0: <laughs> But uh, but yeah no we we you know I, I think it's good also I, I like the fact of kind of we kind of look at, at a year and in, because in, Lord knows 2024 already started pretty hot bro. so it's kind of cool to you know Cat Williams out here this this we already got like
1: shots. five six memes
0: Bruh, it's 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 we're, we're ready we're ready to it's, it's we're forever we're in the worst of common in the world so bro
1: we we got that white girl who like killed her like what mom's boyfriend out here living her best life bro like... people.
0: <laughs> People thirst trapping, amid, and she's mid as hell too?
1: What? Thirst trapping, like Oof. living her best life. I, like, Oof. wow. Like, Oof. take that privilege and go, girl. Oof, insanity. Like. <laughs> oh.
0: Anyway, on, on hopefully more positive news, um, let's start off the awards. I'm going to open up the first envelope. The first award is the, the Drake. I am just here for the paycheck award. This one was a hard one, hard fought. You know, we 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 were arguing about it backstage, but uh, we figured out who's going to win this award. And obviously, for many years in a row, it's it's obviously Drake. <laughs> 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 um, I think on my end, what kind of cemented it was the fact of where for Foot of the Dogs album, which was his much hyped quote unquote return to like pure hip hop. Even he kind of realized he fucked up, and then had to release a an EP of better tracks two weeks later to kind of make up for the midness of it. And the thing is, with Drake is he's still a fantastic MC. Like he's still a, he's Drake still has everything you need. It's just you could just tell now all he's doing is creating content. There's no effort. There's no real kind of trying. I mean, you had a little flashes. He had the record of Twenty One Savage that put him out of his box a little bit. He's still able to kind of collab and kind of latch onto like whatever song is popping, do a remix verse is it's solid. But as a whole, as as somebody who's like supposedly like really into a, a career dude who really wants to be a rapper, this shit is boring as fuck. It's very depressing.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really kind of sad. Um, it, it's kind of like the end of an era. In a, in a yeah. lot of ways, you know, it's like the New England Patriots. You know, like it's just like <laughs> <laughs> you've been on top for so long, and you just like see <laughs> mid-tier performances, um, and it's it's it, and it's weird because I you know I, I I know Drake is you know he has a really good ear for music and production, um, and he's kind of a perfectionist, and it's kind of interesting. I, I wonder if it's like. He's just putting it out because he feels like he needs to put something out. Does he feel uh-huh. like this is his best work? You know, like because you know, it's, it's like it. We we have this like it, he's here for the paycheck award, but I, I wonder if he's like, no, this is like my my finest work ever. I put all the work in for this, or if it's just like, oh no, like I'm here's some looseies and B sides, and I don't know. Like sometimes I kind of feel like it's it's the former and not the latter.
0: Yeah, that's a, but I don't. Uh... Because what's confusing is the idea of where he's somebody like, you know, he gets accusations of being a coast rider. He gets accusations of being soft and doing X, Y, Z. He's somebody where at this point in time, he could do whatever he wants. Like if he, he's got the tools, whatever, what, whatever is happening in music, he could easily tap into it and make and get the top tier tracks, songs, hooks. You know, if he wants to sit there and kind of bar it out, he can do it also. And it's just weird because like you said, is I, I just can't tell if it's, he's just lost the sense Of like, what is dope? Like, is his fucking barometer is off? Or is it just like, all right, cool, you know, in between IBS and arguing with ex-girlfriends, I've got 30 tracks, let's just put these things out and then that's it, we're done.
1: Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because this is like a really interesting parallel to like comedians and like there's a lot of comedians like Chappelle and Chris Rock and things like that where um, their shit is just not edgy anymore and like there's a quote that somebody said like oh like the best comedians are the ones who ride the bus right yeah uh i think like sinbad said that and like maybe it's just like it's just i don't know like 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 there's such a disconnect now like there's nothing that you can like really relate to um i don't know it's just like it just doesn't feel like it's it's i don't know It just feels like it's just like it's just him like being like you know with the best production best producer still like the best like you know um like people in the business and he's kind of making this mid stuff and like maybe just he's not inspired anymore because like he's reached the top in a lot of ways
0: and i think i agree it's like i said it's just weird because it's not even like again what's confusing is i don't understand if his sound has changed but his sound hasn't changed and then, like, drastically, I should say. And then at the same time, it's somebody where, like, I would love to hear, like, you know, like, like, I'll, I'll, you know, obviously, we're not gonna hear of mixtape Drake, right? But Drake has been a very successful rapper for a very long time. So I would love to hear, like, take care, Drake, you know what I'm saying? I would love yeah. to hear, you know, I would love to hear this, like, you know, like, 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 and like I said, it's just weird because he's got, I, I guarantee you, he's got Lucy's in the vault that are probably better than anything he's putting out now just because back then he was in the right mentality to do good music. And it is confusing because like I said, I don't know, like even Jay-Z, again, not a huge fan in 2024, but at least he's found a way, you know, like, you know, the, uh, when he was kind of basically like, you know, Ghostface, Ray Corning on top of the fucking Jay album, a lot of those bars are basically defending himself for being a cortical capitalist, but at least there was fire there. You know, he was hungry to prove something. And I don't know if Drake. I I, I thought with Scorpion it'd be like on some like after you're having a child. And again, I thought the album wasn't that bad. It was just really, really, as you know, as albums are apt to do now, just really, really overloaded with tracks. But like I said, it's, he's got to find something to rap about. Give me anything. Yeah. Like, even if it's just, I don't know, just do something, man. Even if it's like, yeah, go to the strip club, get your heart broken, figure out something. But you uh, give me the he's old been drink.
1: rapping about that though. I don't think that's inspiring him.
0: Yeah, shit. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: Uh, all right, uh, next envelope. So, uh, all right, so the next the next award goes to the record that punched above its weight, and uh, this one goes to uh, Doja Cat.
0: Woo, racial feats in the house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so both Reg and I agree on this one. Uh, the Do- Doja Cat album, um, I thought was just, I mean, I didn't, know what to expect but i kept going back to the album more and more and more um over the past year you know she made a hip-hop album but she also you know just like drake has some of the best producers in the game (laughs) yeah (laughs) but she was able to tap that into something that i thought was unique it was really cool um, the, I thought the production was really dope. I thought like, even like, um, the single I thought was like, you know, even though it was like, you know, that same, like, oh, let's sample like a song and just like play half the song and sample, um, not chop up the beats. I, I thought it was still like, uh, pretty dope. Um, and you know, it was still a, a track that, you know, even though it was pop, it still kind of had hip hop undertone and kind of connected to what the rest of the album, so uh yeah no I, I i was very impressed with this album and you know i i wouldn't say i had low expectations of Doja cat but um she could easily fumble this ball um she could easily been like you know oh i want to make a hip-hop album and, and you know it could have been whack as hell uh and she you know didn't actually like just go youtube and get type beats she actually it felt like she had a lot of research she put a lot of effort into like the you know the production the beat selection and making sure her cadence matches things like that so uh, yeah no very very impressed oh
0: well, you know it's I, I knew even even recently it hit me again because so i'm you know as usual when it comes to the end of the year i love kind of going to everybody's list and catching up with music i might have missed so i was working through a passion of weiss he's a writer in um la based music writer has a website and so he has a spotify of 100 tracks that he loves right West Coast dude, a lot of his West Coast tracks, a lot of his fucking young dudes tracks. You know, probably the average age on that whole playlist was probably like 25. You know what I'm saying? And I think I'm being generous. Yeah. So I remember I'm listening to a lot of these young, younger, new, like, rapper cats, and then somebody comes on. I'm like, oh, no, this is dope. I'm like, this beat is dope. The fucking lyrics are dope. Like, this person is kind of rapping on a higher level than the last, you know, four or five, you know, t- year, 2022 tracks I've heard. It was fucking Doja Cat. It was one of the, one of the fucking <laughs> album tracks. <laughs> And then that kind of shows you like, you know, even then, like like even in the, like, a like a a a list that's supposed to be a lot of newer and younger and like fucking more quote unquote like teenager focused like, rap tracks, like like it just it's a project I worked on many levels. And like yeah. at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, she was always a very talented individual. She was always a person who could write good songs, could also sing and has like hooks. Like she's got a lot of it all on paper. The issue of hers is, to a certain extent is as of late, a lot of the, and I won't even say necessarily like, cause you know, people kind of going at her for like her, her, her antics and shaving her eyebrows and costumes. I don't think it's necessarily that, but I think it's just that, you know, a, a lot of her opinions, a lot of the way she kind of runs around a lot of the, you know, the, the I, I won't say necessarily hurtful, but a lot of the stuff, let's say it's just, uh a little more socio-political <laughs> has kind of made it feel that to a certain extent, maybe she kind of lost away, but no, she's still hungry. And like I said, it's, it's me and Sonia, we talk about it all the time. It's like, you know, we don't necessarily agree with everything she does, but you know, it's only fair to call a spade a spade. She's a really yeah. dope artist. And like I said, it's just, at the end of the day, I can't really hold that against her because I, I you know, there's a lot of terrible people in the industry who've got rumors before, or even like you've had your fucking R. Kelly kind of like, you know, you know reckoning and 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 at best actually i can't even say that because that was a that was an anomaly considering like fucking russell Simmons around here still so it was like at the end of the day it's just like you know I, I we have to give her flowers and she, it was just a dope like out of all the mainstream rap acts this year i don't think there was a better rap album
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: yeah yeah um so the next envelope is a most surprising comeback you know, we there was a, a third nominee I, I got rid of. I, I, I disagree because I think Stone nailed it. I think there were two names that out here that we kind of could talk about that kind of really, like, cemented, like, like basically, who got their flowers this year. I think the biggest one and the most surprising was Juvenile, who basically, from this a Twitter discussion about, like, yo, what's Tiny Desk, who kind of went from there into a whole career live, live machine, <laughs> like James Brown live music hip-hop machine. Um, I think there's nothing to be kind of mad at that. He was always... The thing is, in general, it's been interesting to kind of see, you know, as generations kind of get away, that what we thought was might have been a little bit cheesy or a lot of bit high school kind of people kind of reevaluate. And I think it's kind of crazy that someone like, like Juvi is still, like, at top fucking form, like, 20 plus years after his peak.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like, 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 I, I put juvenile down on this one just because, you know, I we haven't heard from him in a long time and and like, yeah, it was like the crazy Twitter exchange. Somebody's like, Oh, like, you know, um, you know, like juvenile should do tiny, tiny desk and juveniles. Like what's tiny desk. And like a few weeks later, he's on tiny desk. And then, you know, a few weeks after that, I saw him live and, you know, I'm not going to say he's the best live performer, but it's like the nostalgia factor was huge. Right. And people greeted him like he was Drake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was like, it was really cool to see where it's just like, it was not something where, you know, like, like Beyonce, like plans for like five years her comeback. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, Adele or Taylor Swift is like very, you know, orchestrated and they're already buying like all like the media rights and like things like that. Like, you know, back in 2019, this was very organic. And that just led to, like, you know, this kind of reemergence of somebody, you know, who's always kind of been around. But, like, I think, you know, it's just, like, a really great way to remind people. Um, So that was just kind of cool to see. Like, it's just not, like I said, it wasn't staged. It it just, like, spontaneously happened. And that's, like, really cool to see uh, in music where, you know, a lot of stuff is staged or a lot of stuff is just done for, like, the gram or social media, things like that. Um, it's just kind of really uh, cool to see you still have that organic, you know, like they, like organic things happening in this world. So
0: yeah, no, juvenile. That's no, juvenile. And then the other one, and we've kind of discussed it as nauseam, but 103,000, I mean, obviously we had a lot of jokes. A lot of the jokes were worth it. A lot of the memes were worth it. By the end of the day, you know, when a lot of artists try something new and, and I, and I respect the idea of a creative spirit, you know, a lot of artists try to come out there and flip it where you've got, you know, rock albums, rockers trying to do like electronic albums and rappers trying to do rock music and dance music, trying to do fucking folk. And, you know, I think creative individuals don't want to really kind of be hammered down even when they get marketed that way. Um, but it's always a risk because at the end of the day, sometimes your your talents kind of have a very focused wheelhouse. And I think that, you know, while the jokes and the memes were worth it and the, and the interviews are great. I think at the end of the day, we have to give respect where respect's due. Andre dropped a really solid album, you know? I don't know if it's going to make that many, perhaps, like, groundbreaking top 10 mind-blowing, but, you know, for somebody who dropped, like, an ambient, chill, low-stakes, like, jazz album with, with, like, some hip-hop inflection, it's fucking solid as shit. And and I'm kind of happy that, A, he's back, and I'm hoping he drops more tracks like this.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, definitely the most... It's funny, too, because, like, it's a most surprising comeback and the least surprising comeback. I mean, he's been playing the flute <laughs> for, like, a decade now. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my homegirl, like, saw, saw her him, like, walking through Soho, like, playing the flute, like, and that was, like, 2013, <laughs> you know? So you shouldn't be surprised that you put out a flute album. Um, but, you know, it, it, again, it's just, like, it's just it's really interesting to kind of see... Uh, you know, it felt like organic to him. I was listening to like you know, one of his interviews, and it was just kind of like, I've been—he's been studying the flute for like a decade, and it's just like this is you know where I am right now in life, and that's like the first track. It's like y'all want me to make a rap album, but blah blah blah, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, no, it, it was cool to see him. Obviously, it's not in the form that you know look, most hip hop people want it to be, but you know, it's just it, it's cool to see somebody who's able to be free um to make the music that he wants um yeah and and you know it's still out outsold like a dozen rap albums (laughs) you know all right so uh this is the gucci main 2008 to 2012 quality and quantity control (laughs) (laughs) um Actually, I'm going to give this one to you, because I, 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 I think, like, I misread I misread the uh, <laughs> the, well, the, the prompt. but uh... they,
0: they, they both could go. I think, all right, I'll start off with, with, with Stone's Choice, Sanfa. And I, I think to a certain extent, I mean, obviously, this is his, and I put this in big quotes, his quote-unquote comeback year for a, a major release album. But Sanfa hasn't really left. Sanfa's been putting in the James Blake level. That's that true.
1: That's that true. You know, so there, there's still the quantity there because I was like, well, he, qu- he hasn't put out an album in a long time, but he's been around. He's
0: yeah, been he's around. not. He's been collecting some checks on the low. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, At the yeah, end of so the day, yeah. he's he's been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah for and, sure. And, and, and I and yeah. I think it, I, this is the year I think where he went from like you know being like some tracks like co-star and like this guy who wrote a really depressing album and kind of disappeared to like kind of coming into his own. He was doing tiny desks. You know, apparently, like, he played in Brooklyn and Kendrick Lamar was in there, like, tr- trying to catch him locally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, like, the glow
1: <laughs> I, I saw that text message thread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's crazy. And,
0: yeah, and it's kind of cool. Like, at the end of the day, he's somebody where, again, like, when I first met him, it was probably maybe, I guess, around a decade ago, maybe more like five, like, probably seven years ago, like, kind of being, like, subtracts, like, right-hand man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then, like you see, where he is now, where he's just like you know playing piano, doing all these things, and you know like sold out shows. So like props to him. And then like the other one that popped in my head was uh, as far as somebody who's kind of also doing kind of interesting things, Pink Sifu, because dude drops like like this year he dropped at least two projects. You know every time he drops one of his album, drops a deluxe edition, which is like twice as many songs. A year later, the thing is, as far as there's a lot of dudes doing underground hip hop. And they're doing it in a quote-unquote experimental fashion. But Pink fu has got, like, jazz albums. He's got, like, fucking a, a pure hardcore punk rock record. He's making beats. He's somebody where at the end of the day where he may not be, you know, you could make the argument that probably, I'll say Earl Sweatshirt. you could probably make the argument, which is weird. Mm, because yeah. he's still a famous rapper. But at the same time, you know, it's probably, let's say, the big name in the, in the current underground wave that's happening, maybe between him and Griselda. But Pink Sifu's been putting in work in very interesting ways and kind of pushing the paradigm forward. And it's just, he's the kind of dude where I think that years later we'll be like, oh, this is really, really dope. You know, kind of like just soft, influential, where like to a certain extent you could make the argument Little B was. Yeah. To a certain point, you know, dropping all these records, you know, he's got his little crowd, but then suddenly you see, you know, you hear bass is basically a Gen Z word now. Yeah, fucking every, every rapper has like five or six songs named after a random celeb. <laughs> like all these little <laughs> weird things that he was doing first. And so I kind of wanted to shout him out. But yeah, Sampha and, and Pink Sifu are putting a lot of work in, in the background.
1: For sure.
0: Um, uh, so I'll take this one. Um, as we've discussed, you know, I, I think it's been a good time for underground rap, but for the mainstream, it's been just terribleness with one exception. There's one young rapper out there, born, born in a manger, a golden microphone in his hands, in the deserts of Atlanta? Is he from Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the deserts of Atlanta. And he was just like, look, I will put this hip hop shit on my back. I will drop a dope album this year. And the way I will do it is by not dropping a hip hop album this year. <laughs> We're talking about Little Yachty. Who basically dropped uh, shit? I can't even. He, he dropped rock record of the year. If you think about it too, because that's another genre that's been going through some some issues. But
1: yeah, yeah, li, yeah.
0: Li, little Yachty Candy came back with a, a psych rock record. Kind of said, "Hey, you want to do some Team and stuff?" some stuff from the, like the '60s, and it's fucking flames. Who would have fucking thought it?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's it's been a very interesting time for rap, um, as as we said before, right? Like, so you have like you know, Andre, like one of the best rappers in the game, making a flu album. <laughs> um, <laughs> more, one of the most popular, like trap rappers of the generation, making a psych rock album. <laughs> and, you know, like, like, you know, like Doja Cat, <laughs> like making like a, a solid Feet. traditional hip hop album. <laughs> and, you know, rap, rap is weird this year. Rap is definitely weird. Um, but yeah, no, I, I you know, I, look, we've talked about this album. Um, I've talked about, if you see me in person, i am talking about this album. Um, You know, it, it's just very interesting. And, you know, just going, like, connecting this back to Drake. It's just like, Drake has the best producers, you know, the best writers. Yeah. And it's a mid-album. You're, you're seeing people who are like, oh, I want to do this thing. And they also have, you know, access to the best producers or like, you know, like, you know, Adjacent to the best producers, and they're making like stellar stuff, and I think you're seeing that with like Lil Yachty getting like you know East Tumors producers in Unknown uh, Memorial Orchestra and like working with like, those guys because he heard a Tame Impala track, <laughs> 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 and Doja Cat like you know maybe hearing a Boom Bap trap It's like oh I want to make that and like actually doing it and doing it well so um you know yeah shouts to Lil Yachty um you know. Look, this year was not the year for rap, but it definitely was the year for rappers doing like weird ass non rap things.
0: Yeah, no. I like I, I said, I can't even really be mad. It's like end of the day, you know. I going back to my previous point with like uh, Andre. It's like I think to a certain extent, what's been cool about the products too is the idea of where, and I think a pitfall out of like creatives do, like creative musicians, is that they kind of approach the, they approach the genre they didn't want to kind of, you know, the idea in the very traditional kind of way. It's, I think it's very much trap where it's like, hey, I'm going to do a rock album so it's going to have like rock guitars, you know. It's going to have this cheesy 80s death metal sound or whatever, whatever. I think what's cool about y- Yachty's record is that it's also a very weird record. Like, it's not like he just kind of did like a Rihanna where he just kind of took some T.M. Pile traps and fucking rapped yeah. over it. He's yeah. doing autotune. It's a very, very experimental record. And then even the Andre 2000 going back to there, and I think what's cool about it is the idea of where not only are they going to different genres, they don't really feel bounded by those same rules that, oh, yeah. if I'm going to do a psych rock record, it's got to be like a thousand one solos. got to be Everything's got to be all fucking heavy reverb and fucking all this other stuff. No, it's it's an interesting record just sonically, and it's kind of cool how they're kind of trying to flip the script. You know, long story yeah. short.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. So, so the next one is, is uh, best mainstream release. Uh, it's kind of funny. I was trying to think, think of a joke of like the Grammys. Like mainstream means, you know, <laughs> must have sold like X amount of dollars in the calendar year between December twelfth, twenty twenty two, and December fourteenth, twenty. You know. <laughs> must not be like you know the favorite of any backpack rapper (laughs) (laughs) all those have to be in the qualifications
0: (laughs) must get old navy play
1: (laughs) (laughs) must get old navy play (laughs) um all right so yeah you put ice spice um you know definitely I, i i would agree with that um this is like i think her debut maybe um,
0: it, it was an EP that got stretched to like the EP dropped like early this year, and then the EP, even though they still call it an EP because it's a deluxe edition EP, was basically a full album by the end of the year, like yeah. it went from like let's say six tracks to like 12.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'll i let you speak on it. Uh, for me, it was, it was Doja. Uh, I, I will say like mainstream means like you can play Madison Square Garden, um, you know. So if that and if that's the indicator, I think Doja played MSG, but also dropped a dope ass album. So, um, but yeah, speak on Ice Spice.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Ice Spice is just straightforward. I think to and look, I, I I am I am in the corners of the internet where you have all your insult chuds talking about whoop whoop she sucks this and that. You can't get mad at Ice Spice. She's doing fucking drill. She's doing it at a high level. She's Her rapping is solid. You know, everyone's like, oh, I don't know. I don't like her topics, yada, yada, yada. You shut the fuck up. Like, Ice Spice is dropping, you know, these projects that are, for the most part, she can still do a hop on a fucking Taylor Swift remix. She can still do a song of fucking Pink Panther. It's the God. This era's Kurt Cobain. Let's not forget that.
1: let <laughs> <I'll still laughs> <But>, not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, it's still banger after banger. Her album is all bangers. Like, her album... There's no weird fucking song of fucking, I don't know, with like, uh, somebody like Dua Lipa or some shit. There's no like fucking hip hop snap from the fucking arts. It's just high octane banger after banger after banger after banger, like Ice Spice Deli. Like if every. Every queer ballroom has to have that for the last category that should has to be pumped like these tracks are this fucking hard hitting and and, and what 's cool about it is that I think of Fivio Ford a couple of years ago who was kind of catching a wave after um Rest in peace, Pop Smoke died, and he was supposed to be the next guy for like BK Drill and Crossover, and then he just had an album that was full of like fucking just pandering, generic Crossover raps. And the thing is, what's cool about Ice Spice is that, yeah, she's doing songs with Taylor Swift, so you cannot say that she's not about that bag, but the album, her actual music itself, under her name, that gets released, it's bangers. Like, Bodega, I mean, a fucking deli is not her... Like, you know, these videos are just the same video she was doing when she was in the YouTube era, And that's what's cool is the fact of where, going back to, I guess, Drake, it's cool seeing somebody who's hungry and who wants to be in her lane and is not trying to be like the next fucking, you know, mega Nicki Minaj flying her out to the fucking VMAs. Yeah. I, the way the vibe I get from Ice Spice is like, look, I'm going to go in there, record fucking, give me dope beats, 15 tracks, put it out, and then and get my paper and tour. And that's all she wants to do. So props to her. Nice, nice um i got this i mean it's is straightforward the worst trend of the year simply put hip-hop lyrics being used in trials free young thug um yeah i mean there's not much to kind of say i i thought we kind of moved past this i know there were some laws i think being passed in california to kind of stop this from happening in the future um and i think it's terrible i mean i i am not gonna call if young thug is i can say this much he may or may not be guilty, but I can guarantee fucking to you, whatever he put in those bars are not him. This his crimes, like there's nothing there special that he put into his lyrics that are any more than any other Atlanta rapper happening out there. So I think that the idea of where you're able to kind of like effectively jail a black man for his art is wrong. Now, if you could, if if he if he if has got the gun of the the gunpowder residue. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if if he's if he's on tape talking about yo slime, you shoot him, I get it. But what's disheartening is the fact of where the lyrics are a big part of this trial, which makes me think automatically it's kind of BS, because again, if he's guilty, he's guilty. There'll be plenty of evidence there. For you to have to rely on lyrics makes me think it's very shaky. And you're ultimately relying on a couple of things. A, you're 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 buying into the concept that I hate to say this, like rap really isn't art. And I yeah. think you're also buying into the concept of basically that, you know, this weird stereotype of, well, the rappers are the stugs and shit. And again, Young Thug, I am not surprised where Young Thug has done some, thum- some things. He has done some time. He's just, you know, I'm not going to say he's not innocent per se, but I will say that if it's going to require hip hop lyrics, which are basically storytelling, to kind of build a case to get him, quote unquote, arrested and put into jail, then it's bullshit and free Young Thug.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. It, you know, it's, it's really funny, too, because, like, you know, all of these quote-unquote quote free speech absolutists yep. are, are very quiet, right? And this is supposed to be a country where, um, you know, like, these things don't happen, right? They're supposed to be, like, the country where you can kind of say things, um, and, like, you, you're able to create art in a way that is um, protected. And obviously that's not the case. Right. Um, and of course, like, you know, nobody was arresting Jenny cash when he's like, I shot a man in Reno. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Just to watch him die. Right. Like no, nobody was like going out and doing that. Um, but obviously they're arresting young thug just, you know, based off of lyrics. So, yeah, like I said, like it's, it's, you know, to me, it's like, thug might be guilty it probably wasn't a good look to like include those lyrics if you are guilty um the one guy uh i forgot the one dude like who who made the race when he was oh, on yeah. the run for the law
0: DJ, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know talking about like him being on the run for the law and like you know filming a <laughs> video while he's on the run those are like stupid things however um there's just obviously uh as black people uh we just don't get the benefit of the doubt um and i think like that is the um the kind of the painful reality of the thing so uh free young thug for sure yeah all Uh. right uh, I, 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 we're supposed to be alternating and I got a little wine in me. I think I'm, it's my turn. I think you're, you, get the, you know, you uh, go, you know, go, you yeah. go. Like, like, they don't know. They it's, don't know It's, what it's we're all doing fam. Here. It's all family. Yeah. You're all, you're all, you're yeah. All, uh, all right. So uh, we said the worst trend. So let's talk about the best trend. Uh, there's a couple things here. Um, so we already talked about this, but rappers going left field, um, you yep. know, that, that was cool. Like, you know, 3,000 out here. Yeah, yeah, out here. But uh, a trend that I thought was really cool to see is the rise of Jersey Club. Jersey Club happened in a little moment. Yeah, um, no, enough. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, like enough where I've seen some back, some, some, uh, I'll say backlash where it's like, I've come on, it's like fucking Bad Bunny has a Jersey Club track. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, well, if you weren't here, You know, you weren't with us shooting in the gym, as a lot of producers are kind of saying, as far as Jersey Jersey Club is concerned. But I will say this much. I think that, you know, anything that has to do with bringing club music to the masses, I think anything that has to do, please, dear God, of upping the BPM and modern hip-hop, because you definitely fall into the doldrums of, like, the trap era of where everything is, like, 70 BPM, 60 BPMs, I think it's great. I think it's Jersey Club. I think it's cool to kind of see a genre that's had a chance to kind of marinate on its own untouched kind of blossom i'm hoping everybody gets paid i'm hoping like kind of like the same way how footwork kind of blew out and was basically you know recipes dj um dj rashad but you know after his passing everybody blew up and you've got i was reading an article now about fucking i think it was fucking i'll say it was fucking ecuadorian fucking uh uh, footwork, I think some, mm-hmm. some, 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 some. But the thing is, is the idea of where it's it's been a genre that's kind of been underrated, and I see this as somebody where literally you probably could go to Jersey Club clubs for thirty minutes from now that we've kind of been ignoring, and it's cool to see it kind of get its flowers. And like at the end of the day, I'm here for it, and I know that you know hopefully that you know we won't have any, like you know Jersey Club fucking tracks like Taylor Swift remixes on it. But I'm hoping that at the end of the day that, you know, this kind of wave kind of continues on and people get their flowers and get their money and they get the tour and DJ.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, it's funny. Like back in the day, um, I don't know, the Holotronics message boards back in the day, (laughs) um, you know, you know, I was – in that scene, probably not as much in the in the Jersey scene, but like definitely like, you know, Baltimore had a club scene obviously, uh, Philly had a club scene, and then like the Philly Jersey club scene kind of like um, overlapped and you know, obviously like, you know there are a lot of people like, uh in, in Baltimore, and then like, you know Diplo kind of came out of the scene, so um, there's like this really interesting kind of working class East Coast house scene that was popping off you know, damn. Now it's like fifteen years ago, um, but it, it kind of died out. And the like Jersey Club, I think like never. You know, Ball Sport Club had a little moment, and Jersey Club like you know never kind of took off outside of Jersey, uh, unless you're in that scene. Um, and it's just kind of crazy to see like fifteen years later, like it's everywhere. Like yeah. it's, it's playing at your your Bed Bath and Beyonds. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and that was just like so striking to me. And then um obviously I just wanna rock was like the, the, the track, but you know, Bad Bunny had one, but I heard I was like um like on the uh, like uh Twitter and like somebody was like, Yo, like on I think it was like Fortnite or Roblox, there's just like a Jersey club like club. <laughs> And, like, somebody was streaming it on Twitch, and I jumped in, and it was just, like, somebody, like, made this dope-ass, like, Michael Jackson, you know, Remix Jersey Club. And, like, it was, like, actually a club with all these kids' as avatars, like, doing a juke. And, like, yo, this is really dope, you know? So Awesome. Um, yeah, it's just, like, it's just really cool to see. And I think, like, we're in a really, uh, you know, we talk a lot of shit about the era of music. And, you know, people can kind of, like, play cosplay and, just like, jump in and do, like, whatever. But it's kind of cool to see, like, like the, the door is wide open for any of these things to just emerge, right? Like, it's not limited by, like, regionality or, like, or, or you know, like, you have to, like, get your, your track in the hands of one DJ who's, like, the gatekeeper for, like, you know, the neighborhood or something like that. Like, it's, it's worldwide. So, um like, the sky's the limit, and it's kind of cool to see these subgenres, especially black subgenres, kind of get some some flowers.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, it's, it's it's cool because at the end of the day, what I like about it is the idea of where it feels like a lot of subgenres kind of get a chance to kind of thrive. Yeah. Going back to your point about how, like, it was always a stepchild to, like, let's say Baltimore, you know, the idea of where it was able to kind of marinate and they were able to build on it, and now it blows up, I think it's great. and Like I said, I, I hope this happens more often.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, I'll do this. The DJ Khaled Most Disappointing Project of the Year Award. Um We have split votes here. I'll say my <laughs> vote. My vote is Yachty. So I'm mean, no oops, sorry. Ah, take it back. Travis Scott. Tra- I got I got the wrong Re- the rewind. Wrong, rewind, rewind. That was a little that what was that? That was the moonlight moment just now. <laughs> but uh <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Travis Scott. So Travis Scott did not drop a bad album this year. The thing is that Travis Scott is the fact of after basically becoming a pariah, after basically kind of hitting the peak of almost mainstream acceptance, that was fucking, you know, his last record where he's got a fucking, you know, literally traveling around with a fucking roller coaster, you know, he's tabloid fodder, TMZ fashion, you know, people going nuts at McDonald's for his shit. So you've had this kind of like weird couple of years and you expected that after that, you create some art that it would kind of address some of it, any of it. And it doesn't it. the album kind of continues on as if none of that kind of happened. It's very much like, you know, a part two to his last record. And it's kind of weird because at, you know, Astroworld, and at the end of the day, it's weird because, He's somebody who should have a lot to talk about, and it almost feels like, on a weird way, he was just like, let me make sure my brand is okay. And I don't think it makes per- basically interesting art. I think that, you know, it was just a kind of a, a miss here. And again, I'm not going to say that I want to hear Travis Scott whine about fucking sociopolitical fucking issues. At the same time, somebody who was facing lawsuits, who CNN was going in on, who's, you know, face of all this, you know, dating a superstar, I can't say superstar, let me rephrase that, dating a high-profile celeb, you know, all these things, you expect to kind of go into the art, and it just wasn't there. It's kind of was just a a, a sequel to World, which wasn't as good. Again, not to say it wasn't bad, but it was kind of a weird, like, hey, missed opportunity here.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I, I would agree. I wouldn't say it's the most disappointing project. I, I think there's a lot of... Uh, interesting things there. And I feel like when I say that people kind of shout me down just because I think Travis now is a, is a bit of a pariah, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? Um, I, I, I really re listened to that album the album like the other day. And it's like, I, I kind of see what he was trying to do. Um, obviously it, it feels like an album that he just like wants to create. That's like distance from, you know, like the, the tragedy and controversy, um, but you know, it, it's definitely not an album I came back to. But I, I kind of saw like what he was trying to do. Um, but I also feel like yeah, he did that <laughs> better <laughs> if he's trying to like, <laughs> do some prog rock shit. Um, and, and, and my my uh like most disappointing project was Drake again. Um, I, I think like I I'm at the point where I am at, I'm excited when a Drake project comes out. And then I'm just like perpetually disappointed. Like, it's it's just, so I I think it's more of the, like, I had no hype for Travis Scott, whereas the hype for for Drake was very, I wouldn't say like very high, but it was like, you know, I know what Drake can do. Um, And he did, he had a really good run where he did it consistently. And it's kind of crazy to see his run now.
0: Yeah, you know, it's 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 boring. Like at the end of the day, I think the thing about Drake is, I'll take a swing and a miss, but it's not even a swing. It's just bunts. It's just tracks getting downloaded. And yeah, yeah. no, like I said, it's and I see it. It's like with Travis Scott, I just think that it was a missed opportunity. But like with Drake, like I said, it's 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 disappointing because he sucks the air out of the room. So Drake records coming, I hear about it. Tracks get leased, I leaked. I get hear about it. Video comes out, I hear about it. There's a long rollout. It's all rumor X Y Z, and you get hyped up because he's again, he's a great MC, and it's just fucking mid. And that yeah, it's it's very Lucy, you know Charlie Brown Lucy and the football type
1: thing here happens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right, so uh, the next. Uh, keep it on the on the downers. Uh, <laughs> wasted yeah. potential of the year. Uh and uh we're agreeing on this one uh K Trina and Amina. Uh, yeah that, yeah that album.
0: Yeah no it's it's uh you know I, I like Amine. I like I like a lot of his older records. He's got great videos. He definitely has I, I I'm gonna say something where I don't mean it really mean it let's say like this. But there's something about him that always reminded me of Busta Rhymes where, you know, it may not be for everybody, but within his Portland kind of like almost more collegiate kind of hip hop. He would kind of create roles in the videos and the songs. You know, a couple of records recently, he's kind of come a little more serious, a little more talking about like, you know, heartbreak. But for the most part, it's a fun bounce to him. So he's somebody who I could definitely hear if he wanted to murder like a dance-focused record. Like I, I could definitely hear him flow over onto Mazelia Banks' house shit, right? Yeah. And then you have Kechenada. Kechenada's probably, I mean, I can't think of, obviously there's a lot, a lot of dope producers out there a lot of dope dance producers in the last decade or so but i can't really think of anybody as influential in a weird way as kitchenada it feels like kitchenada was able to somehow find the essence of r&b and find the essence of club music and i mean the essence meaning like the r&b that's sweaty and fucking you know in the club and you're like grinding versus again similarly the club music that's like 2 a.m sweating the club and grinding and put them together And then not, I hate to say this, scared of hoes. You know, it is a perfect meld (laughs) of just danceable, sexy music. And like, again, on paper, this is a great idea. Like, Amine, Fun Flows, Fun Dude, Dexterous Rapper, Keishonada, Dope Club Beats, lots of remixes we all love that we play in the club, we listen to the club, we dance to the club. And then they kind of dropped an okay rap album, and that's about it. Like, it, it didn't play to either one of their strengths.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, even like the single, I thought "Forever" was not like my favorite single of the year, but you know, it kind of had a lot of potential. Um, Yeah, and then like the album maybe had two or three, I would say heaters, and then everything else was mid. Um, And I think like I'm probably going to get a lot of heat for saying this, um, but K. Shot is probably not the best hip hop producer. Yeah. And I think, you know, once the trip, the the tracks kind of change from like, you know, your dance house music type tracks to like more hip hop, I I feel like like that's where kind of the flaws of the album and the flaws of Kate Trinada's production were a little bit more evident. Um, And this is just like an an era where you're just like seeing really good hip hop production. so, yeah, I, I think, like, you know, the album had, like, you know, a very um, huge hype cycle. You know, I thought the album artwork and, you know, like, was, was great. And, like, everybody's kind of getting really hyped up because I think, you know, for us, Kate case you're not, it's, like, a big deal. And Amine is, like, way bigger than you think. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so. Um, he's, he's on
0: the Logic the Logic Tour, route. Yeah. Like little collegiate, like focus. Yeah, he's, yeah no. He,
1: he's he's he. I think he has like a billion streams for for uh, was it Carolina Weber. So, yeah. Uh, I I think the hype was just there, you know like was huge, but just like the resulting product was just not there.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it, like I said. It's I wished and I hoped. I mean, I hope they could kind of regroup again. Like I said, they, they they should work well together on that first thing. Like you said, there was potential there, and I and I saw it there, and I was amped. And I just think that they're both trying to do something a little different when they need they both need to kind of come home. I think if that happens, we'll have a dope record. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll do the next one. Yes. Uh right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Globe of the Year, Sexy Red. I mean, this is easy. I, I know that as as Megan before her, as Lil Kim before her, there's a lot of talk about how sexual she is and how she's a bad representation of the black women and black people and respectability politics and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, sexy red is, is if you see sexy red right now on TV somewhere, she's still dressed with the same, like fucking rainbow fucking $20 outfits <laughs> that she had a year ago. You know, at the end of the day, if you listen to a record for open ear, you'll hear how she's funny. It's interesting. Again, I'm not going to say that it's high art, but at the end of the day, you've got somebody where she knows what she's doing. There's a lot of funny punchlines if you're into that. And like I said, it, it's just nothing, there's a lot of outrage about what Sexy Red's doing. And to me, it, it's always been very calculated enough where I remember when I first heard when in her, I forget the name of this record, but when this record right before it blew up, somebody was like, it's, it's probably the funniest hip hop record of the year. And it's true. And I think to a certain extent, people kind of get a little bit upset and kind of like, I don't know, you know we live in a very fucked up misogynistic world and I think that everybody expects these crazy bars X, Y, Z but all she's doing is dropping funny ratchet ass songs and you know if 2 chains can kind of do that so can sexy rat so I don't see what the big deal is and honestly it's a consistent project like you know from beginning to end it's fun all the singles she's hopped on has been fun I mean I can't really be mad at seeing her around you know and, and kind of getting the respect that she's gotten and the props she's getting because she's dropped like she's doing everything need, needed in her real house there are dope tracks they're funny. She hasn't done anything to embarrass herself. She's not out here, you know. I think she might have made one weird Trump comments, but it was more of her being like, "Oh, this for, for whoever's an f- asshole, whatever." But like for the most part, she's just being, I guess, being very unproblematic, unproblematic for problematicness.
1: I guess is the only way I can describe it. To you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my... dude, I, I I moved this one up because. You have well, we have the uh, Kanye West West wrestling heel oh, turn award. Yeah. Oh
0: shit! <laughs> I forgot about that. It was
1: yeah. <laughs> Damn, oh, it. Damn it! Damn it! So uh, a few a few you know like uh, a few weeks ago, um, I was hanging out with my wife and she was listening to a lot of Sexy Red. It was like oh Sexy Red is so great, you know, just awesome, blah blah blah. And she's like oh it's my favorite new artist of the year. And then start to Google Sexy Red, and, like, the first article <laughs> that pops up womp. is uh, Sexy Red is Trump 2024. Um, womp, womp, womp. so, you know, it's, it's, it's the, uh, you know, the sad thing is, man, like, like a lot of rappers are Trump 2024, like, you know, um, obviously Kanye, but, you know, like Lil Wayne has had, like, you know, photos of Trump and... Uh, I'm trying to think like, you know, there's a couple other like people who are just like, oh, like, you know, uh, like Trump's my guy. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's disappointing. It's
0: disappointing. I mean, Trump has had a long hip hop history, you know, he was showing up. Yeah. He was, he was showing up at nightclubs like Puff Daddy. You know, he was definitely a popular fucking reference in hip hop songs for wealth. You know, I, I, he's also somebody where, at the end of the day, you have to admit, he does definitely have some, he's he's definitely a memeable fucking president. He's definitely has some one-liners, for better or for worse. So you kind of kind of see why rappers would find him interesting on the surface and see his antics as, quote-unquote, as just antics. Uh, unfortunately, in the real world, his antics have real impact, so I can kind of see both ways. But, you know, I don't know. He, he, that was great opening, great closing on Sexy Red. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else? I was Yeah. I mean, we, this has been a theme. Most punching above your weight record of the year award. The Playboy Cardi Award. Sis, 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 sis. I mean, we keep on going back to them. Doja and Yachty. I mean, at the end of the day, it's at their level. They should have been shitting out very mid-shit. Shouts to Drake. But they both pushed themselves, dropped interesting tracks. You know, I can't be mad. You know, punching above their weight. Doja Cat was somebody who was... You know, had it. You know, pop. Af- you know, was was able definitely firmly in the the Max Martin-esque pop lane. Woman was fucking afrobeast done again. Old Navy clothes. You know, she didn't. Who knew she had that in her? Lily again. Some dude that grew up in the SoundCloud trap era, new for fucking just dropping Lucy's on fucking on YouTube X Y Z. You know, not anybody. And the thing is, actually, you know what I remember too. Remember there was a point where Lil Yachty was mad? Because remember he kind of came on and was kind of mean rapper was representative of everything wrong of hip-hop? Do you remember there was, there was a, couple, a time where maybe he had one or two products where he was rapping, rapping? Yeah. Like he literally was on some like, y'all niggas out here, I love hip-hop. You know, I, I do this stuff. I love this stuff. You know, I love the auto stuff, but I also listen to like real hip-hop, Jay-Z, yada, yada, yada. So I, I think to a certain extent, what's kind of fascinating is both these artists, to a certain extent, we kind of underestimated. It. And, and I'm kind of happy that they're out here proving us assholes wrong at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it, it's really interesting because I remember, like, um, that track Walk to Poland from from Loyati. L- L- um And, like, that got leaked. And then, like, it, like, blew up. And he was actually pissed because I was, like, right before he was dropping, like, this album. Like, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, no, I'm trying to do something completely different. And, you know, it, it seemed like the record label was scared about the album that he was going to drop and they, they, they leaked like walk to Poland. They had to do it. Cause everybody's like, Oh, this is like a traditional low Yai track. And yeah, he's like, I made that in 15 seconds, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, it, you know, I, I, again, I, I think we, uh tend to underestimate people um uh, and i i want more left turns in 2024
0: yeah no absolutely I, I and i think that's the key i think to a certain extent i mean a lot of the young Atlanta cats are doing a lot of interesting things a lot of the michigan midwest dudes are doing ridiculous shit with their offbeat flow where detroit like yeah. Like, yeah like Babytron. Babytron. it's it, so the thing with baby tron is the fact of where I could definitely see his flow being annoying because he's got these little almost cheap synthy beats. It's very almost West Coasty, You know, he's just kind of doing it offbeat. But every punchline hits like Redman. And I yeah. think that there's a lot of interesting things happening here where you've got something like that where they represent what people would think of the worst of hip-hop, but also they know their punchlines. And I think that's where we kind of have to figure it out. And I think where hip-hop's going is the fact of where, you know, we just got to start branching out.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so this is a character. Speaking of hip hop, the hip hop old folks home, aka aka boom bap award. Uh, I don't know. Like 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 there wasn't. I I, I don't remember a time when there wasn't like uh like a big boom bapper, right? Oh, a yeah, big no, like it's... you know, like I I am gonna teach. You, I'm gonna school you kids. <laughs> type <laughs> it's, of it's, album. I I don't know of any this year.
0: You yeah, know, I think um, it's weird, right? Because you could make the argument, like, so Boom Bap, because, you know, you still have something like Rome Streets and Griselda, and, you know, they'll definitely have, quote-unquote, Boom Bap traps or tracks on their record. But for the most part, it's weird samples. Everything sounds off-kilter. Like, you know, the, the think about it. The big thing in underground hip-hop was drumless loops. Like, the basics. The basic. It would just Hated be on some, it. like... You know, some chopped up <laughs> gospel sample with fucking what's Westside Gun making gun sounds and fucking, you know. So, like, yeah, so I, this might, this, we might have to retire this fucking category. But at the same time, we have to admit that, you know, it definitely fell out of favor. You know what I'm saying? We are out there, you know, this Atlanta came up, you know, they were doing everything. Trap showed up, you know, you had fucking Lil John coming out there with fucking his stuff. And, you know, I, I won't say necessarily you didn't have your Jay Z's and, you know, your rap, your J. Coles kind of ruling the roost, but, for a period of time, it felt like you know things as far as mainstream love is concerned. But I mean, look at fucking once again, racial feats.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, um, uh, oh, man, why my, why is my name blanket on him? Uh, J. Cole like dropped some like really good features this year. Like yeah, some he's really actually good. Making, yeah, like I I would say the feature he the feature he did on the Yachty track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yacht. Yeah, oh, it was dope. Uh, you know, he, obviously he killed Drake. He, he killed Drake. Like, yeah. Drake, Drake. should have showed up to play on that track. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> Drake dropped like was at three a.m. in Charlotte. I'm like, oh, so it's not like not a bad. Like Drake boom bap trap track. And then like you know he gets on the track with the boom bap dude, and you know like they ha- they couldn't be in the same studio. It felt like Drake's phoned that in, and and, and like you know, J Cole J. is is trying to play. <laughs> he's trying to win a championship out here. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I, I would I would say like you know no no album this year, but but secretly J Cole, it's just like oh you're gonna remember me.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no he's he's definitely had a, a Busker rhymes esque you know like like ludic- ludicrous esque like I'm stealing all these verses.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Um shit. I feel like we keep on. Drake is Drake is winning a lot of awards this year apparently. <laughs> All <of> them bad. <laughs> I mean, I'll take this one. This for the I mean it's it's even really worth mentioning. So, the this, the uh, for my dogs, another disturbing trend for the last couple of Drake records has been been kind of beefing with a lot of women for no real reason, you know, throwing shots at Ice Spice going at Serena Williams on the last fucking record of 21 Savage. I mean, this one kind of continues where he did dedicate like 12 bars to Esperanza Spalding winning new artists of the year, like fucking 10 years ago. Like how much of a bitter petty bitch do you have to be to go at Esperanza Spalding? She's like five foot tall classical musician, professor at Berkeley like she did nothing to you <laughs> and then it's also a shitty award if she won an album of could get it it's a new fucking artist award nobody cares a fuck about that she does the kiss of death award so how are you bitter about that shit the fucking I, decade I, I later thought, like thought, what I are thought, you doing
1: i thought Drake didn't care about grammy
0: yeah i thought yeah, exactly i thought he didn't care about the grammy so like at this point it's just a terrible trend and like honestly shit i'll say this much it's probably the most interesting thing of the whole album that he's just that bitter and remembers it that much, you know. Even though he probably has what a thousand times the money she has, probably, you know, a thousand times the critical acclaim too. If you think about when Drake was actually rapping. So yeah. So I I don't I, Drake needs to get laid. I don't know how that works yeah. out because apparently, according to him, it's all the time. But I don't know. It's Drake get laid and smoke weed or something. Figure something out for his it, life.
1: It, you know, the sad thing is, is probably just misogyny. At the end of the day, it's, it's bruh. Uh, you right. know, it's like a
0: decade ago, man.
1: Like it's, it's just like, like yeah.
0: And then all she's doing, she she's 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 playing her jazz, teaching young jazz musicians. You know, showing up with a Glasper event. You know, she's playing Winter Jazz Festival in New York. She's living the best life. You know, natural curls, carefree. But Drake is out there somehow, three <laughs> m in Charlotte, fucking. <laughs>
1: You know, look at our
0: Wikipedia page, and it's fucking steaming of his fist up like this. Like,
1: like I, I, I feel like the only thing I could say is hopefully, like, some kid in like North Dakota who's a huge Drake fan googled Esperanza Spalding and like went on like a a Spotify wormhole. Um, <laughs> hopefully, Esperanza got like some streams off that, yeah. and you know.
0: oh, oh, absolutely, that's the only thing because, again, oof, terrible year for Drake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so uh underrated record of the year um i you know i my 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 pick here is like probably little dragon um just because i i feel like they're another artist uh another group that kind of like maybe 10 12 years ago like was everywhere and now they're still everywhere but i don't necessarily feel like um, I hear about them or they're getting the love like they used to. and I, dro- I think they dropped a really solid album. Um, almost like a return to farm. And it's just it's, it's like watching an, an athlete or watching somebody you know um, just still at the top of their game, right? Um, and that to me is always fascinating. So uh, Just a little dragon. Um, I, I, I love that album. I, I played it all the time last year. Um, definitely underrated. And if you haven't listened to them in like five years, definitely check them out.
0: Oh, you know, it's, it's they I mean, I only describe it to you as the fact of where they're getting better at what they do. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird because, you know, definitely when they first came out, you know, there were comparisons towards generic Neo Soul and XYZ and this and that, but like that little dragon sound, they've kind of been hammering it out and honing, honing it like over the, over the years and it's just flawless. Like, you know, even with like the Red Room album from the last record, that's just one that's one riff. That is this one melody line they use for four minutes and it's gorgeous. And it's something where like their songwriting has become kind of more hyper-focused, but also better over time. So props to them. Um the Nelly. We don't know when this is gonna end, so let's get this white people shmoney while we can award. Um Ice Spice, I praised her before for keeping her boom bap shit. Or can, let me say it, let me rephrase it. It's not boom bap shit, but her real hip hop shit. As far as records are concerned, rapping, you know, hyper fucking banging beats. But on the flip side, again, she might show up in a fucking Lucky Donuts commercial. You know, she might show up dancing with Taylor Swift. You know what I'm saying? She might be on <laughs> Saturday Night Live. See somebody where at the end of the day, she's just like, yo, I I know that this, this you know, I know that at any given time, you know, the, the, to quote to quote Kanye, you know, the Kanye Wednesday day might get me, you know, or at the end of the day, she might fall out of favor. You know, it, it is hip hop. She is a young, pretty woman. Any given day, it could be on something like "Nah, We're bored with you. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll throw you to the wolves. So I like the fact of where while she's still out there making all these mainstream moves, she's still like, you know, dropping dope records.
1: Can't be mad. Yeah. Can't be mad. Yeah. All right, so uh, the next one is the Rick Ross hustling, get that bag award presented by Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> Refreshing. <laughs> um, so look, I I, I want to say Taylor Swift, but I've, obviously I obviously have to throw Beyonce in there because I don't want to get shot. But um, <laughs> uh, let, let's say both of them, right? Like, you know. Both of them had, you know, huge tours that grossed, you know, tons of money. Um, You know, Beyonce, like they said, like the GDP of Sweden, like, you know, went up like a certain percentage because of like the Beyonce concert and everybody flying into the country, you know. Um, Like that's like super crazy. Um, I knew people who were like, you know, flying from like New York to like Kansas City because they couldn't get a Beyonce ticket. In New York, or like you know, or couldn't get one in L.A., right? So they were flying to Kansas City. They're flying to like all these other places because like you know they had more tickets. Um, same with Taylor Swift, right? Like 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 these ladies kind of shifted like whole economies. Yeah. <laughs> um. And obviously, you know, Taylor, I again, sorry, the, the music is mid, but I can't be mad, right? Like, you know, you had the highest, you know, highest grossing tour of the year, but then you're like, you know what? I'm going to actually put my tour as a movie and I'm going to make another 200 million off of that, right? So, you know, I, I, I can't be mad at the hustle and, you know, obviously I, I'm i glad that is Taylor and Beyonce and not, you know, Drake, To be honest, um, and it's just it's crazy, it's it's really truly crazy. Like, like, people, are you know, like, I know people who, you know, like, like, who flying like to Seattle to see Taylor because like they couldn't get a ticket in the tri state area, like, and like, you know, like every hotel would be sold out for that whole weekend, and you know, you're not just talking about like tickets to the show, but like hotels, restaurants, things like that. Um, like, and you know, going to like shops and stores and things like. like and like c- these cities are like, oh no, like they're put pumping millions of dollars into the economy. You know, yeah. so uh, yeah, I can't, I can't be mad. I cannot be mad at all.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's it is what it is. Like at the end of the day, like like this motherfucker Swift basically re-recorded her album so that way she would kind of get the percentage, get those points back from being sold to Scooter Braun's fucking private equity firm. She re-releases that. She goes on this crazy tour. Like you said, she films the tour, puts it out, breaks movie records. Like you can't really get mad at the hustle. And yeah, you know, generally, you know, it's very easy to kind of fall into the whole idea of where it's a lot of money and what about this and da-da-da and capitalism. And, and I agree with a lot of those points. But at the end of the day, it's hard for me to get mad at two women in a fucked up entertainment industry getting their paper, yeah. Like again, I know it's. it's, it's, it's I'm having a little liberal moment. Again, I'm not saying it's. It's ideally it's good, but it's very. It's. It's at least it's a change of pace to have, you know, young women get the money as opposed to the usual old white men who are the gatekeepers who usually keep those women out, abuse those women, you know, use their art for their financial gain. So I really can't be mad. And like I said, at the end of the day, it was good times, you know, and I'll take, I'll be honest with you, in these times, I'll take whatever feel good yeah. moments you can get to kind of get together and there's no fucking bombs going off or whatever, whatever. So, you know, props up sure. for keeping the fan bases happy. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, shit, we kind of discussed this, but the bus Rhymes killed you on your own shit award, Mr. Jason Cole. <laughs> I mean, end of the day, you know, I remember his last record was an interesting one because, and I can't remember the title of it, but it was definitely, you could hear that somebody where he was confident, but also struggling with the idea of fame, where it's like, look, I'm, I, am, I am at the level of a Kendrick to a certain extent. I am somebody who could tour. I make, you know, I could, I could sell out a stadium. I could do X, Y, Z, and you could see him kind of grappling with that because he was somebody where he always portrayed himself as the everyman rapper. You know what I'm saying? I'm just here in sweats, playing basketball in but but in Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh but yeah no, he came in hungry and again is is the idea of where, you know, like I I as somebody who's a fan of the art of rapping, who's a fan of hip hop, you know, it's always a tradition of dude showing up there and trying to put, you know, trying to bury the rappers next to him and it's nice to have motherfuckers out there still trying to push push, push that tradition and keep it alive. So props to him.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, and it's really interesting too, because like you know, it's 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 almost like seeing, and and J Cole's like not retired, but he hasn't put out a project uh, in a while, but um, it's just like going to like the the basketball courts and seeing like a you know re- retired NBA player like show up, yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> at school, everybody on the court, right? Take the sweats off, it's just fucking threes, <laughs> you know, and like and like like. You, Ah oh, man, like I forgot who it was, but like they were like, oh man, like like this guy was a bench warmer. He's like we're going to like school him and he schooled everybody. <laughs> at West Forth, right? So, um that's kind of how I feel when J- when J Cole drops on these tracks. I mean, he's just he's a student of the game. Um he's at the top of his form. Um you know, he doesn't necessarily have to put out an album like every year like Drake. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, like he, like the, the the just the amazing confidence that he has, uh, it's just inspiring for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that that ends it for the podcast. It ends it for the 2023 Stone and Reggie, Reggie and Stoneys. And uh, you know, I I think that uh, obviously the big the big winners this year were apparently Drake and Doja Cat. <laughs> like in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Rosso, so yadi and doja let's let's so drink drink one for all the wrong reasons
1: but it's, uh even the losers get the awards man like this is... <laughs> 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 what are we millennials but,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah participation awards but yeah, no, I, I think it's been, it's been a great year. It's it's been a great year of doing a podcast. I should say also, it's been a fun year, and you know we're happy with we guys are still listening. We're happy you guys are still sticking by us, and uh, you know hopefully you enjoyed music last year. And we got more music. We got more music. We will we'll be calling Sony right about now to have them press up those MP3s. <laughs> press, press, press the MP3s. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah Last year was a great year For music And we expect more this year And that's it man We, we love y'all for listening And uh, you know Despite what a white man says Stay woke Peace Peace